Hi everyone, it's a brand new episode of 343 with me, your host AF. Uh, today I'm welcoming back my co-host Wasim Ibrahim, Mubin Ahmed and Nikita Kwokman. How are you guys doing? And for the season ahead? Trying to get there, trying to get there. I can't believe the month went, the month and a bit went so fast. Yeah, I felt like it was too short for me. <laughs> Ah, yeah, Wasim, I agree. I, I still want to watch some more tennis. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah was... you got the privilege to watch the tennis in, in tennis in person, so. Yeah, yeah, I do. I did. I'm uh, very fortunate, but uh, I wish I wish the off-season would last just a little bit longer. I think the anticipation would build just a little bit more, but still quite excited uh, for the new season after a nice taste the Saturday past, which was, which was good. Yeah, I think it's it is starting a bit earlier, um, probably because of of the World Cup. So if it wasn't wasn't for that, then we would have still been on our wild break, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Nikita, you you mentioned that it started off quite quite well. So yeah, this mm. past weekend you got your first bit of silverware. Um, how? <laughs> How, how how does that performance or or how does that result um, make you feel about the season ahead? What did you see in that match that um, you 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 thought you'd be able to like build on during during the season? Or um, yeah, are, are we even going to be starting to talk early about the quadruple yet? Is no, is no, they no, talk no, of that? Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. I saw some idiot joke joke on Twitter <laughs> about the quintuple, but I am. Definitely not in the camp that believes that the Community Shield is a trophy. It's literally <laughs> not a trophy. It's a shield. Um, uh, but nice to nice to get everyone under the belt. You know, always a confidence booster, I think, for not just the squad, but the club itself. Especially you knowing you, you're playing quality opposition in City. You are probably, I mean, you know, likely to, to, <laughs> to take all the trophies this season. Um, but, but feeling very good. Um, you know, really like that. that Darwin Nunes broke his duck, I think, as a as an out and out number nine, which I don't believe we've had since I don't even want to say Starage, I would probably say Tarez. Um, I think it's it's a nice kind of monkey to get off your back. I thought um, you were gonna say Andy Carroll. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I don't think that that card. No offense was seen by that. Yeah, you were the number seven, Jersey, yeah, I think if, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so. Something obscure. So that's so <laughs> He didn't do much right when he was yeah, shame, poor guy. Um, but no, I mean I think it left left me in good spirits. Um, you know, I think Mo Salah looked like he was just in a different gear as well. Just like that change of pace uh seems to be not back, but you know, like almost reinvigorated. Um obviously lots of changes that we're going to be seeing, especially in our midfield. I think Jurgen will surprise a lot of us. I think you know, they were, because we, we're a bit light in that department, so to speak, uh, or at least inexperienced and then super old in that department, I think Jürgen might change it up. I think we might see a little bit of Bobby Firmino in the midfield this season, a lot more playing in that Coutinho 10 role that we always do. Oh, I used to love you, as probably you saw it. But no, it, it really reinvigorates me. 
you know, you're always going to concede against City. And I think it's always nice to get that kind of uh, first goal out the way. Hopefully, on, onwards and upwards, so more solid performances at the back. Uh, I think there was a couple of SAFs moments. But also, we didn't have Alisson in goal. It wasn't a real, a real fixture. So, yeah, got me a little bit excited for the season. I must say, I, I wasn't expecting that. But I was cheering and screaming and bollocking at Hendo sufficiently. So, uh, definitely, I think the season has started for me. Um, I, I saw that Liverpool played a, a, a bit of a friendly on Sunday as well. Konate got mm. injured. You know how bad mm. that injury is, though. Uh, apparently, it was just a precaution that he came off, just a, a, tight, a tight muscle, so, so it doesn't seem to be anything long stay. What I was a bit surprised by was Keita and Curtis Jones not playing in that picture because they were subbed on pretty late on in the community shield, but it seems like they both have a knock. Shock order. Um, <laughs> you know, the only, the only, the, I was, I'm pretty sure like Oli, Alex Oxley Chamberlain was feeling lonely on the physio bench. So now he was like, nah, I have to get injured to go keep him company or something. Uh, but other than that, um, I mean, we have quite a few injuries to be fair. I mean, Alison, we expect back next week. Diogo, we expect uh, back uh, in the next two weeks. Sign a new contact today. So I think he will probably be back even quicker now that he's getting more money. Um, so yeah, I think, I think going into the season, probably in the best, kind of squad shape that we've been in for a long, long time, other than the fact that we've lost Mane and that man never got injured. Um, definitely will definitely be missed uh, for sure, but onwards and upwards, ready for the new season now, I think, after saying all the words out loud. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, just staying um, with that Community Shield match, what's your first thoughts about Erling Highland playing against <laughs> English opposition? I think it's, it's hard to judge him of one fixture. And then, of course, his first fixture is arguably one of the, against one of the best centre-backs on the planet at the moment. Um, and, you know, I've I, I got a lot of love for Joel Matip. <laughs> so, and I think he's really solid. So, you know, to put, put him up against them. I mean, he had a couple of chances, but where I think he, he really showed his kind of elite status is in his movement, you know, he's drifting time to get in between the spaces. I think he targeted Trent a couple of times in that channel. I think he's going to cause a hell of a lot of problems. Yeah, okay, yeah, he missed open goals, but I mean, that, that could happen to anybody, you know, that could have happened to, uh, okay, the only person that couldn't have happened to was people in Zagi because that man was a tapping specialist. But I mean, you got to give him some time to settle in. I still think he's, if he stays fit, he's going to score a ton of goals. They are going to create goals for that man, left, right, and center. Um, I initially giggled at a golden boot opportunity, but seeing his quality in, not in person, but against Liverpool on Saturday, definitely, definitely makes me quake a little bit. I think, like I said, if he's fit, he's a beast. I mean, he's huge. Yeah. He's intimidating. I mean, he's about three Mosa last tour. Um, Three Mosalas and a Thiago tour. He's huge. He's posing. Uh, really, really good, as I always say, to see great talent come to the Premier League. So, wish him all the best. Um, but Just not against you yeah. guys. Just not against us or against any of the other top six. And hopefully, they lose against Bournemouth, etc. Hope he blanks against Newcastle, etc. Et I really don't want him to win three on the spin this year. Yeah, I don't. 
like Pep's Pep's never done that, eh? So Alex was the last manager to do that. Three Is in a row. Alex or was it Sir Alex? Yeah, yeah, so Alex. Yeah, yeah, the Alex. So Alex did yeah. three in a row, yeah. Yeah. And then I think, uh, a... I, I think Pep's done it like twice in a row, twice. Yeah. And then Liverpool but, won. Yeah, and then Liverpool like the the first one was I think Leicester that broke the um the streak, and then Liverpool broke the streak. So I think it was Leicester was Pellegrini, eh? so. Oh, okay. Ranieri. Oh, you mean the manager? Uh, manager. Man, manager. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, so. Manager. And then you're oh, that man. Sure. I hope he's retired <laughs> somewhere nice now. <laughs> he looks super drained after he had that city gig. <laughs> he knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, they all. I think Pep's the only one that maybe still looks invigorated and. Uh, yeah. You know, he loves it. I feel like he wants to stay yeah. at City forever. But everyone, everyone that leaves City, <laughs> um, they, they look like they need to draw the pension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I must say just one more comment about City before we move on swiftly. Is that, uh, I'm, I mean, Kevin De Bruyne, obviously, always fantastic and still at the peak of his, of his game, even at, I think he's 30 or turning 31. But, if they lose Bernardo Silva, which I mean has been talked about every season, you know, since Kingdom Come, but I think he's such a critical part of the system, um, you know. And watching them again after a long time, kind of cold on Saturday, I do think that it'll be hard to replace him. I know they've got like for like kind of in Gundogan, etc. Um, but I do think replacing that guy, filling that guy's shoes, albeit small, um, will will be tough for City. Yeah, Even the, as um, incredible as they are. The, the, the thing about Bernardo Silva is that he was seen as David Silva's su- successor. And 100%. I don't think they, like, they weren't using him as much the season before. And that's when mm. he made up his mind that he wanted to leave. And then last mm. season, Pep was like, I'm going to play him every single game and hope that I'm going to, like, convince him to stay. And that didn't do the trick. He still wants to leave. So mm. I guess it's a bit like too little, too late, and now he's going to go. And Gundogan's on the transfer market as well. So I did I this morning that are. Lucas Paqueta is the person that they're looking at to replace Bernardo with. But he doesn't have close control the way Bernardo does. I mean, uh, Bernardo is just like, he's so nimble and he, he glides through tiny spaces. He's amazing. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, Wasim. Now that uh, Newcastle has had a full preseason behind him, they've added some names in the window, they've splashed some money. Uh, what's your hopes uh, for this season ahead? Now that uh, Eddie Howe has had a chance, he's basically had a half season to get through uh, with the old squad. He's had a full preseason with the old squad plus some new incomings. What are your hopes for, for the season ahead? I think, yeah, my, my hopes are definitely going to be uh, to push on from last season. If we're going to put it into actual like, quantity, then top eight would be would be my hopes. Um, I think Nikita always mentioned that to me, um, that top eight this season would be or should be what we're aiming for, perhaps even top six. But um, yeah, I think we finished 11th last season after having a very good second half of the season. Um, so anything above 11th should be, you know, considered improvement. But I think top eight, given the fact that we signed five players in January, we've signed three thus far. 
um, and you know how has already changed our style of play, our philosophy. So, and he's had a full preseason plus that off season. So I think uh, we can expect a lot of exciting football in terms of brand of football playing out from the back. He's bought Nick Pope. We've got two new centre backs, Botman, Bernie. We bought um, in the you know in January. So I think he's he's sort of gotten the style of players that he wants to um, that will suit our style of play. So I'm I'm intrigued to see that. But yeah, I think definitely top eight if we can, um, you know, try and do better against the top six teams because I think apart from winning against Arsenal in our last or our last home game of the season, we um, we basically sorry the, the light just went out here. Yeah. Um, top eight when we uh, we beat Arsenal in the last game of the season, but apart from that, we actually struggled against the top six teams. We you know we got lost badly against City lost. Um, to Liverpool quite easily as well, Chelsea. So I think what we've got to do is we've got to improve in our games against the top six. Obviously, we're not expecting to beat them regularly, but at least compete more, more um, better at least. And then try and beat or, or challenge for consistently, uh, consistently for uh, teams like Wolves, uh, Leicester, who we expect to be around us. So, you know, if we can get some consistency, consistency going, then I think a top eight uh, finish is not out of the, the question because the traditional top six is there. And then you've got the likes of Leicester um, and Wolves and, and some others, West Ham, for example, who are going to push for that uh, top eight as well. So I think we just got to uh, fight clever against those teams. And, um, you know, we can, it's not out of the question, definitely not. Yeah, you, you guys are running a bit thin up, up top, though. Like uh, another injury to Callum Wilson and things could, that, could go no, downhill a bit that's, for you guys. That's, that's, um, we've always had two areas of weakness. One was left back and one was a uh, striker. We, we never seemed to have a player that, you know, would be consistent, um, you know, in terms of injuries and, and performances. And we've got that with Callum Wilson. And we've got that now with Matt Target, who we've signed. But if we take those two away, injuries to, in those positions, then all of a sudden we struggle. So um, that is is a problem, and I think we are trying to address it. We've made offices um, offers for uh, James Madison recently. It's reported that it's been rejected, but I think that that is an indication that we are looking to add quality. And I mean, Madison is a, is a proven Premier League player, and he's at 25, so he's around his peak, and which I think would be amazing for us. So um, if we can get get a, a player of his quality in, I don't think it will be him because I think Leicester. They are a very um, tough team in terms of negotiation. So I don't see us getting him. But if we can get someone of his quality added to that, maybe another striker um, for Callum Wilson in case he gets injured when he does, because <laughs> that man is, is made of plastic. But um, yeah, basically, that is our problem. If we can get more depth in our attacking areas, because we, I think we scored 44 goals last season out of 38 games, that's not great at all. And if you yeah. want to push top eight, you either need to be very, very sound defensively, which I think we, we're not far from. But, um, you know, in, in the Premier League, given the quality all the other teams have, you're going to concede um, almost every game at least. So so we need to be better defensively and score more goals. And um, I think that's something that will be addressed before the window closes. Uh, I can't wait to see who it's going to be because um, if it's talking, you know, if we're talking the likes of Madison, Musa Diaby, those guys, those are all, um, you know, really exciting players. And apart from St. Maximum and Bruno Gimmerish and, and Callum Wilson, 
we don't we're still lacking a bit of um impetus up front so i'm looking forward to seeing what we get eventually yeah i'm, I'm uh, actually just um, okay go ahead Mubin. yeah um just a small little point there um so reading an article and um roger said that if if newcastle think the 40 million is good enough for madison it's only worth uh, half of his uh left leg i think exactly and, and that's the thing Leicester are in a bit of a financial trouble in terms of they haven't signed anybody thus far given the fact that they are in some financial difficulty but I've seen that Chelsea um, are in for Fofana and um, if Leicester sell to Chelsea I think it's going to be something like 80 million which will which should then sort out all the um, financial trouble so so that's the thing they won't sell both of them and given the fact that we're up against Chelsea, I see Chelsea blowing us out of the water. Um, we're still trying to be very, you know, shrewd in our signings because we, we're scared of our financial fair play and our, we still need to get more sponsors on board and things like that. So I see Chelsea getting him and then, you know, that's that's the end. And, and as Roger said, you wouldn't want to lose such a good player so soon um, before the season. And I think that's also why he publicly stated that it's only going to buy three quarter of his left leg and you know given that he's right-footed and all of that so yeah it's it's definitely uh I, I don't think it's gonna happen yeah I'm I'm looking at the Newcastle squad at the moment and there's only two forwards that's listed over here and that's Callum Wilson and Sam Maximan I mean you'll have people like Joe Linton and Miguel Al Almiron um but yeah. Joe, Joe, Chris, like, Wood is, Chris Wood is there as well isn't it yeah, yeah, Chris uh, Wood yeah, is yeah. there, Chris is there but well, he, yeah. he also hasn't he hasn't done great since he joined us. I think it's exactly like yeah. goals. So yeah, he's played a lot, but he hasn't scored much. So so that shows that I think he doesn't suit our style of play. Uh, he was more suited for Burnley or quite target direct than whatever target, target man, man yeah. type of type of stuff. Whereas for us, we try and work out work it out from the back. You know, we try and interchange one touch things like that, which doesn't suit his yeah. style of play. So um, so if we can get the striker to to sort of go above Wood in, in the in the rankings, but behind Callum Wilson or maybe a young up-and-coming striker to eventually yeah. take over from Wilson, that will also be great. Yeah, yeah because I mean, like, people, like when, when Joe Linton arrived at the club, people thought that he was a number nine, but he was used incorrectly, if, uh, if I'm making sense, because since Eddie Howe came in, he's been playing on that left-wing position coming in, and he's been so much more effective playing that way, feeding, feeding the, the actual number nine in. And, yeah, because yeah. when we signed Joe Linton, yes, um, he was playing out wide, or was part of, a, I think it was a front three at, at uh, Offenheim. So he was then signed by us as a center forward, which wasn't what he was, you know, doing consistently in Germany. So when we moved him back out to the left and then eventually now he's part of the midfield three, which sits actually a bit deeper, um, that brings out these strong characteristics, you know, his strength, that brings out his strength. So, um, yeah, that's also the thing. You, we kind of figured it out afterwards by accident instead of um, the scouts actually, you know, reporting correctly and, and you know, signing him for what, you know, his strengths um, held. Yeah. yeah, I hope that your your hopes for Newcastle this season comes through. Uh, on to... My team, or should I say our team, Mubin, once again, you are stuck with the Manchester United topic. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that you might be a bit more hopeful come this start of the season than you were last season. 
Um, is that because we have been in the 18 area? <laughs> oh, what a complete uh, shock and surprise um, that was. Um, yeah, you know, usually you, you see these little talks and articles and you just wake up and Ben is the new first team forwards coach for United. And I think I mentioned to you the other evening, I was a guy like Benning in the tower and now the lesson here, my brother, your mazen puss. But yeah, look, I'm, I'm happy for the guy. Um, um, obviously, he's a Champions League winner. He's, he, he bagged two against us in that Champions League winning campaign um, of Porto. And he's been around the block. I mean, he's done well with Cape Town City. Um, he's taken, I think, Amazulu last season to second. And uh, he's got his... Um, What's it? UEFA or FIFA Pro coaching license. So, you know, absolutely happy for him, and, and I hope you know you can do us proud, and obviously make do do United proud, and and you know go from strength to strength. Yeah. Yeah, I think also the fact that like it's a good advert for um, people coming from Cape Town in like the the, the sort of township areas. They like see that like anything is possible. Whether you're playing football, whether you're coaching football, like the sky's the limit. Anything can be accomplished if you just like put your head down and, and start working. Um, yeah, so so I'm quite chuffed to him. Uh, in terms of Eric Ten Hag, what do you think? What are your hopes for the season? What are your hopes that he can accomplish at United this season? Yeah. Um... Look, I think they had a, a decent preseason. It started a couple of wins um, from the beginning, and then a loss, I think, and then a couple of draws um, on the back end. Um, but you know, he seems to sort of uh, he's drilling, he's drilling the team in the right direction. Um, definitely a no nonsense character from you know a couple of cl clips that I've seen, and um, I think I think the team will gravitate towards him. Um, and my my hope hopes for the season is look obviously no we're not going to contend for the title um, but I hope at least we get a cup run you know in one of the competitions and then obviously we need to start uh, contesting and contending uh, against our our arch rivals you know not getting um, uh, beaten up badly like we have you know in last season so. I think a top four finish um, this season would be regarded as uh, a good season. And um, if we do get a cup in one of the cups, or we'll take a deep in, in one of the cups in a cup run. I think it would be regarded as a, as a decent season. But we need to contest like very, very badly. We need to contest and, and show that, you know, we are there. We, we're not going back. We're actually taking uh, steps forward into into becoming uh, a championship uh, team again. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. I think, like, I, I watched majority of the preseason games and I have seen a visible change of style in the way that they're playing. They are pressing. It's not like with last season with Ragnik. Um, everybody knew that Ragnik was um, a good coach in terms of pressing, but it never, ever came across to the players. So whatever Ten, Ten Hag is doing, it's working. Because the players are buying into it. I don't know if, it, if it's because they know that this guy's the permanent manager, whereas Rangnick was just there for two seconds and they knew that he was going to go. 
Um, I don't know if it's that, but uh, the players are buying into it. Um, the players look hungrier this season. Um, I, I don't know if, uh, like, what 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 Tenag is doing different. I don't know. Uh, Mitchell van, van der Graag, I think that's his name, the assistant manager. Um, apparently, he's quite vocal and quite active on the training ground as well. Um, so, I, I, I think the, the, the building blocks are there. It's now just time for them to execute it properly. I'm hoping for a top four finish, but it's going to be tough. Like a lot of teams are strengthened. I mean, Chelsea hijacked the Cucurella um, deal from Man City. So it looks like he's going there. Uh, you mentioned uh, earlier, I think it was Osim, uh, that they're getting Fofana as well, or they've put a bid in for, for, uh, for Fofana. So, I mean, these teams are strengthening quite well. Tottenham strengthened quite well. Arsenal looks absolutely insane at the moment. Uh, Gabriel Jesus looks like he's going to hit the ground running. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be tough for that top four spot. Uh, I, I I can't even give an, uh, give a prediction of who I think will fall out three and four. Like we we already know who's going to be one and two. So um, <laughs> I'm not even going to like. <laughs> argue with that one but uh yeah three and four that's it's it's going to be quite open uh or that's how it, how it seems to me right now uh what are your guys thoughts on that on the top four race i think it's done <laughs> i think it's done <laughs> i think it's done uh city liverpool spurs chelsea i don't think arsenal even get in the top four despite the strides they've made in the transfer market and how good they're looking I think the fact that Spurs did their business early and they did it well and they signed the counter players that he wanted, I think that, that kind of gets them guaranteed into the top three. And I think Chelsea are just like, you know, ultimately just too strong, managers too good, no crazy owner to fire him after, you know, he loses the bowling competition on a Tuesday night. <laughs> I think I think the top four is done. I think Arsenal in five, and I think Newcastle in six. Wow. We'll in the season now, can we just... In the season, <laughs> I'll speak it into existence. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? What do you guys think? That's for, uh, nothing against United. I just don't think you guys have done anything in the transfer market. That, that's my honest opinion. You got a lot uh, rid of a lot of Deadwood, which I think is super healthy, but I don't think you guys did enough in the transfer market. I still think that there's some people that we need to either send out on loan or sell, though. There's, I mean, yeah, Anthony so Langer, I, I, I don't think he should yeah. be staying at United this season. I think a loan would be good for him. Um, because, I mean, we saw that drop off uh, against Rayo Vallecano in the last preseason uh, mm -hmm. game when Sancho wasn't playing. Uh, you could see the drop-off. It was shocking. Like, Sancho offered yeah. so much, and in the minute we dropped down to Ilanga, it, mm. there, there was it's nothing like, coming like... in from his side, yeah. yeah. But the, the yeah. creativity was gone, and I think that's why Eric Ten Hag is still actively looking for another right-winger, because he knows mm. one injury to Sancho, and it's it's going to be over. Yeah. 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 So, so it's yeah, I just wanted to, my, my thing is that, um, as I saw with Newcastle, is when you get a manager who comes in and he has a style of play and he has a philosophy and he gives the players that direction 
that look because a lot of the players you know they come from foreign countries whatever you know it might be be difficult for them to adjust and then you you know whereas now all of a sudden you've got a manager who who has an identity and he you know he he goes about playing football a certain way certain players could then just buy into it and be like wow you know this is all i needed you know i want to play football i want to enjoy my football here's a coach that's telling me what to do how to do it you know so I can just go about the and, and do my thing. So I think a lot of players will buy into that and it will be good for United. The only thing is, do you have, you know, the quality in certain key positions? Whereas like, you know, if you want to play a certain brand of pressing and you want to, you know, build from the back, whatever it is, do you have the correct players in the positions like midfield, whereas McTominay and Fred have proven to be, you know, not good enough to, to do that in the past? So are you going to get the quality in, like Frankie de Jong or whoever it's going to be? Are you going to get those players to then do it? Because you do have a lot of talent in your squad. So if you just have that buy-in from the players, then it's going to be... Yeah, Alvin Faraz is looking shocked. But I think you, your squad is not as bad. You just need key positions to be held by good players. And and you can... you can I'm holding them up. The run. I'm, I'm just holding them up, Wasim. I'm I'm just I'm I'm just like I just had that reaction because it's been how long have, have we been chasing Frankie De Jong for? And yeah. there's so many quotes that we, he doesn't I want to come to the club. I think it's 17 weeks. I think it's 17 weeks. But uh, yeah, yes. but the thing is <laughs> that is crazy. But I think you still have some you still have some star players, you know, in your squad, and you just need them to buy into what uh, Tien Hag is saying. And perhaps it can lift the others. And um, you never know what could happen. Because like I say, Newcastle is, is a point, a case in point where we all thought, you know, Steve Bruce told us, yeah, we have a, a relegation, you know, squad. Um, and then all of a sudden, a new manager comes in. Joe Linton looks like a world beater because he's been given the direction. And, you know, he's been given the style of play and he's got a manager that backs him. You know, and not just the manager that says, go and enjoy your football, go, good luck and enjoy, you know, he actually tells you, right, this is what you need to do. You need to press, you know, you need to do this counter, whatever, all those words are. But I just feel that Ten Hag is that manager who could potentially give these players direction that they've been lacking. And you never know with that guidance, it could take you places. So that's what I'm saying. Just don't discount the fact that this direction that he could give you, um, you know, doesn't. It, it could work and and if it does other teams have been inconsistent as well so then a top four or top six place is not out of the question I, think no, I find it very well suspicious said. I find it very suspicious that you're also sponsored by Team BY. I'm very suspicious so <laughs> 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 you're not going to tell us you're top six or what <laughs> come yeah. on man put your head on okay. the block Wasim let's go top six okay I think I agree with Nikita in that that uh, top four is probably my top four as well, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than we think with Arsenal and United not out of the out of the woods as well. So I think, like we saw last season, the fact that United don't have Champions League means that they could potentially then you know give it all in the league and then just sort of um, make their way through the Europa, playing some key players in certain games, home games perhaps, and you know play key players, but in away games, you kind of rest certain players and, and keep them for the league games. So you never know, like, you know, and Arsenal, they um, perhaps are better than what they were last year, but they've, they still, you know, for me, I'm still yet to be won over that they can 
be consistently good because they were very good for a lot of last season, but they were also shocking for a lot of um, for a few games of last season. So that's the thing. I mean, we played them off the park when when the Champions League was on the line for them, and we still you know won it comfortably. So so that's my thing with Arsenal. Is their manager a strong enough personality? Perhaps not, and and that's where I think United um, could make up for it. So yeah, I, I think that the top six will be those those six teams, the big six. But then um, it's going to be close between them, and then Newcastle, Wolves, Leicester, West Ham probably make out the rest of the top ten. Sounds good, Rubin. Yeah, as much as it pains me, City, Liverpool. <laughs> Um, as I, I've actually been giving it a bit of thought now, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Spurs do sneak up into that uh, third position. Um, I think Conte is doing some fantastic things with Spurs. Um, and you know me, when it comes to United, I'm not biased, I'm always optimistic, and I'm, I'm saying we're going to land up in fourth. Um, and then obviously, maybe Chelsea, Arsenal, that'll make up the, the top six. Huh? Sounds um, good. I'm going to be super controversial right now. Oh, do tell. Chelsea is going to win the league. <laughs> Liverpool, second. Are you unwell? Are you unwell? Spurs in third. United in fourth. Oh my gosh. In fourth. Man City relocated. Sorry, I'm, I'm still in a bit of shock. You said Chelsea, yeah. Liverpool. Chelsea, Spurs. Liverpool, City. United. But, oh, City, oh, okay. United. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. So basically, yeah. it goes behind the, like, to get the firing squad. I mean, I'm pretty sure it finishes yeah. in third. So it was that's, nice knowing you pick Guardiola. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my controversial pick for this. I uh, like in, that. About, in about 10 months, we'll come back and everybody will laugh at me. Uh, no, I think in yeah. like three months. <laughs> <laughs> When they won the league by the same by by the World Cup, we'll be like your guy. Like, what were you on? <laughs> okay, uh, quick one. Relegation picks. We don't have much time left. Everybody, go. What's team first? Um, the the promoted teams, Bournemouth. Um, yeah, I can't even remember everybody, but I think Forest. Forest yeah, Forest, Bournemouth, Fulham. definitely, and Fulham. Yeah. yeah, I'll say all three won't survive. Oh. oh. Oh, yeah, I think they've bought a lot of players, but I don't think um, those players are just going to gel like that and it's going to take them time. Um, but I think overall, the other teams are you know established Premier League teams, so they will know what to do to survive. Yeah, I think uh, on my side, probably I think Fulham, Bournemouth go down. I think Paris may stay up. Um, and then I'll give you my the third one, maybe after the first few games of the season. Let's see what happens down there. No, no, no. Come on. We have to do it now. I would love for everything to We have to predict this. Everything is good, good, good one with him. I think probably everything. Uh, if Fat Frank stays there for majority of, of the season, I think they go down. Um, I think they signed someone now today, yesterday. Um, or yep. it, it is a guy from PSG. I think oh, they signed him back. Mm. Yeah, it's like a so, medical yeah. 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 Uh yeah, Nikita, your picks. Uh it, it's gonna be Bournemouth, as much as it pains me to say it. 
And then I'll be controversial. I think it's going to be Leeds, which I don't think is that controversial. But I think the third pick to go down is Leicester City. Goodbye. Don't care for you guys. It's been emotional. <laughs> See you, Brendan nice. Rogers. I'm <laughs> going back for... to the Scottish League for you. <laughs> I'm going for Fulham, Bournemouth, and goodbye, Saints. You guys just Ooh. escaped it last season. Yeah. I think okay. you guys are going down this season. I always feel the end, of, the end of a season. I always feel the end of a season is is an indication of what's going to happen the following season, and um, that's okay. why I predicted a Newcastle top ten, top eight finish potentially, and Southampton. They were the opposite. They went down after a decent start. So because yeah. they finished so poorly, yeah, if might not be wrong, they could be. In yeah, no, no, no. That's a good shout, and hopefully your words speak through and Liverpool pop City this time or pop Chelsea according to AF. Fingers crossed. Yeah, no, man. City needs to just like get out of that top two for a bit. Uh, Iran is making me a bit like nauseous. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Uh, that's uh, before, uh, before you end. I've got a question, so let's let's make this a to be continued episode. So for everyone, maybe when we get back on the next uh, episode in a couple of weeks, if Guardiola doesn't win the Champions League. Does it mean it's the end of his reign? It's because to me, that's the thing that's eluding him. And it, even if he wins the league this season, I don't think it makes a successful campaign for him. So, yeah, yeah it I might it over the next two weeks. Yeah. Uh, but for now, uh, that is a wrap on episode 23 of 343. Just a reminder that if you are joining us for the first time, then please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SportyCast and give this video a like and a share and hit that subscribe button and share it with all the people that you know. Uh, yeah, thanks you guys for putting through. Always a pleasure. Uh, I'm AF4343 and I'll catch you guys next time. Cheers.